doing this today, you know, our, our past conversations and how we met were through, you know, mm -hmm. talking about Hinduism and the environment. But you said you came to me and said, I want to talk about Hinduism and parenting. Yes. So <laughs> how how I know you have two kids, correct? Yes. And how did how did this issue become something that you wanted to talk about to the world publicly? Yes, it's a very private thing, and I've never really discussed such a matter in public. You're absolutely correct, Matt. And I really enjoy your work. I love talking to you. I saw, I thought that, you know, uh, I think it's fair to say we both call ourselves American Hindus or Hindu-Americans, right? Yeah. And uh, what happened last summer is that uh, one of my neighbors, uh, I won't name them obviously, but they have two kids like just like I have. And really, really young, young kid, seven years of age. And I, he was just talking to me, uh, Indian Americans, right? Indian Americans, Hindu parents. And uh, that seven-year-old boy tells me he hates Indian food. He hates Indian films. And I was just heartbroken. When I said, what is happening? What might have gone wrong? And I figured, I think it's the parental conversations. Mm. Sometimes parents, Indian parents, from India, they end up talking as if, oh, Indian food has a lot of calories. Indian films are all boring, masala movies, no serious direction, no serious masala. Because their parents have never taken care to understand India as mm -hmm. they should have. Indian, what are the original uh, myths about Indian food, Indian uh, cultural theories, aesthetic theories, the rasa theory or the classic Indian films that have won world accolades, like the films by Satyajit So, so many yeah, things are not known to parents. How can they pass on to their kids, especially in the US now that they're mm. here? I thought, let's, I'll share some of my own little bit ideas or tips, uh, tips whatever I've gathered over the period of, of, of raising two boys in, in New Jersey and in Dallas. So I thought we'll talk a little bit. So, then before we get on to your tips, yeah. I mean, what, what, what do you see as the main challenges Hindu parents yes. are facing? And and for well, listeners, uh, I understand you split your time between India and the U.S. And I don't yeah. know if you have any observations on the differences oh, yeah. between the two. Lot, lot. So I, uh, Matt, I grew up in a small town in Rajasthan called Pali. So I was surrounded by all Indian cultural elements, such as most important Indian languages, Indian language, Rajasthani and Hindi, Marwadi mm -hmm. and Hindi. All I did, you know, all my childhood was listening to Hindi film music, Kishore Kumar and Mukesh and Rafi, all those great, very, very popular songs, Hindi films, eating only Indian food. There was no Italian, Mexican cuisine available to me at all. Most of the food was prepared by my mother. I, I was watching only Bollywood films. So I was immersed in Indian culture inside home and outside my home, right? I was watching, I was reading about it. And I was, uh, I am a proud product of Hindi medium school. So until 10th, I had an extra English grammar course, but I was see, steeped into only Hindi language, Hindi cultural, Indian cultural ideas and so on. And I loved those things. I really I was a very good student in humanities. And even though I, my bachelor was in computer science, I switched mm -hmm. back to humanities. But that humanities also, I studied only Indian culture at Columbia and at the University of Iowa. And then I taught, ended up taught, teaching Sanskrit and Hindi and Indian culture. So I felt that uh, uh, my childhood and even my growing up and my career had been quite different from usual Indian people in India, growing up in India, who might be growing in Mumbai or Delhi, or especially mm -hmm. kids who are growing up in the US. Oh my God, what a, what a loss, what a terrible loss. They have no clue about Indian languages inside home, especially if you are a second child. 
you know, first child still talks to his, his or her parents in Indian language. But the second child is completely overshadowed by the first child, his older sibling. Older sibling is only talking in English. Younger sibling has no connection left, or virtually no connection left to Indian languages. No connection to Indian films. Hardly they watch because they are watching all Hollywood child film, children films, right? And uh, parents are so, I guess, not like I was hinting. They are not, they don't have a clue about Bimal Roy or Satyajit mm. Ray or Raj Kapoor or Guru Dutt or so many other classics that India has produced. You know, when film courses are taught in the U.S., they mention these films by Guru Dutt and uh, Mani, Mani Ratnam and Satyajit Ray. So world appreciates those Indian films, but Indians have no clue about Indian, Indian gems. So mm -hmm. Indian parents have no clue about Indian cultural ideas. How can they pass on to Indian? Because they are already saying, oh, Indian food has a lot of calories. If it, if, it has lot of, if, if it has a lot of calories, it is up to the parents to cook it well, cook it properly, eat more organic food. Why criticize in front of kids that Indian food is bad? You're, that's the message you're passing unintentionally to your children. And if you just say these things, they're going to hate going to Indian restaurant. They're going to hate going to India itself. Many kids around me, they like you mentioned in your uh, in your uh, message also that Indian kids don't like to go to India. My kids love to go to India. My kids are waiting to go to India. Why? When they go to India, my my parents and my wife's parents, so all four grandparents just immerse them in love. They will mm. take them to camel ride, horse ride, elephant ride, you know, some Indian beaches, Indian temples, Indian monuments, Delhi, Mumbai, Agra, Udaipur, all those amazing historic places. No other country has it. Because India has its own unique history, layered history, especially in Delhi. Right? And then if I'm with, if I'm also doing sightseeing with my kids, I would be telling them all the background, historical background, being a professor, scholar of Indian yeah. culture. So kids really love it. The kids really love it. Kids love to learn it. Kids love to learn all these things from me also. Unfortunately, Indian parents are, have, are they need really good, deep training in Hindu parenting, Indic parenting, Indian parenting, whatever name. You know, Hindu, when I use the word Hindu, I'm not limited, limiting to Hinduism as a religion, but Hindu culture. So I was born in a Jain family, but I consider myself Hindu also. My mother is a Hanuman devotee. My father is a mm. Mahavira devotee. So I got mixed off both Jainism and Hinduism. And I really, I, oh, one more thing. Can I, I mean, should I wait for the next question? or No, 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 please, please, please keep going. Other thing that I, other thing that I, that my wife and I really, really are proud that we did. From day one, we took both our sons to a Sunday school. Things happened that the, our first son went to Swadhyay. It's a Hindu-based cultural Sunday school every Sunday. So adults listen to Hindi discourses on the Rig Veda and Upanishads, parents. At the same time, parallelly, children are sitting in Bal Sanskar Kendra, in which they are learning about Indian cultural ideas, Hindu cultural ideas, Hindu traditions, Hindu festivals, Hindu symbols, and on and on. For my for our younger son, we took him to Jain Sunday school. So younger one has grown, grown up learning about Jainism more. Older one has grown up learning about Hinduism more. But together, I think it's a good mix of Again, broadly constitute Indian cultural traditions and philosophies and so on that they are both. Are. So because of that, they already have this base of Indian cultural ideas. We made sure that until 
before they entered their high school, we took them to India many, many, many times. Because after after your eighth grade, you're really busy. And, you know, your, your right. SAT is coming up. You are going to be busy preparing for a college admission and essays and whatnot. After ninth, it's a bad time. If your kids are already beyond uh, ninth or 10th grade, you have lost golden opportunity to show them through India. Because once they start in high school and college and then career, then they are out of your control. You can't really take them to India. Until high school, parents must be taking their own parenting classes. I don't know from where, maybe online or maybe we start some school by class. I don't know. But parents must be really, really passionate about India. They must be talking in Indian languages with their kids. They must be taking their Indian their, their children to, to Sunday schools. They must be showing some gems of Indian films that are not usually available uh, in, of course, not available in American cinemas and on and on. So many, so many things they need to be doing. So I thought this is an urgent issue and uh, I'll wait to your next question. Sure. I, I mean, there's, there's so much there that to yes. unpack. Let, let's, where, where to jump into that? Where, I, th I think listeners would want some practical th things here sure. because for some of the cultural things, mm -hmm. th these films, where, if you're doing this for your children, where where can other parents go to f find these? I know you, some of the directors you mentioned, mm -hmm. I know are in Criteria Collection. I have a degree in film and we studied some of these. You know, oh, but, yes. that, but, but one has to be, have that interest already or know where to go. Where, where can people go? Yes. Okay, if you want to get beyond... Yes. What, what's available on Netflix? The, yes. the Indian culture. Oh, Netflix has nothing. Netflix yeah. has nothing. Yes. So actually, my for my older son, I remember, I don't know how, he is a fan of Amitabh Bachchan. I showed him Mukhtar Kasikar. I have a big list. I can keep going on. Mm -hmm. You know, so many, so many. Almost all Amitabh Bachchan films, especially boys love his films. I don't know why. Even my younger son likes a lot. So, so what happens is when we are showing those films, these are popular Bollywood films. These are not some elitist or art yeah. films, as we call them. They, these are not Satyajit Ray or Bimal Roy films we are talking about. I started with Amitabh Bachchan films, which almost all of my people uh, in India, we grew up watching those Amitabh Bachchan films. So those films, when I show to my son, my, my kids, they really like it. What, what happens is what appeals to them. I was surprised. I'm surprised myself, actually. How, what appeals to these American kids? These, these are the kids they're bought, born and brought up in the U.S., why, how they can connect with Amitabh Bachchan film, which is like completely different cultural, you know, cultural planet, you know, mm -hmm. in a sense, India is like a different planet compared to America. But it, what appeals to them is that it's a really very healthy mixture of emotions, music, story, friendship, family values, passion for family. It's a lot of sacrifice, you know, one friend is sacrificing for other friend, one brother sacrificing for other brother. Parents sacrificing for their children, children sacrificing for, for so a lot of family values, and of course, a lot of fighting. So kids like, especially boys, they like action scenes and so on, and comedy and so on. So all those masala they get in one film. The direction has to be great. It has to be really good. I tried some Manmohan Desai films and some Prakash Bera films. These are the two biggest filmmakers for Amitabh Bachchan films. Amitabh Bachchan remains the biggest superstar, especially in, in, in Hindi films, or even largely in India. Right, so Prakash Mehra films appeal to these boys, to my two, two boys, American boys, mm -hmm. but not Manmohan Desai. So I, I would I would not hesitate and cut off. If, if they are not enjoying their film, I will stop it and I'll replace it with some, something else. So I, I kept trying with so many, so many kinds of genres, some, so many kinds of actors and so many. Finally, it boils down to Amitabh Bachchan films and Prakash. So that, that is just one example I gave. Right? Sure. Similarly, 
we, we can we have to keep trying but consciously parents have to be extremely extremely careful and extremely aware what you're showing to your kids do not ever show them hollywood film ever why because hollywood film they are going to watch anyway you know you they can't stop and go to as soon as as soon as they get their first driving license they will do first thing they will go and watch a hollywood film and you cannot stop them of course they will watch hollywood has some great classics and otherwise also they will watch all those super uh, superhero films and what not and i never stop them but until they are not teenager until they don't have a driving license you as a parent have the golden opportunity opportunity to show them alternative theory of aesthetics Mm. Indian films are based on Natya Shastra philosophy of aesthetics, written by Bharat Muni two thousand years back. That philosophy is not found in Hollywood. Hollywood is straight screenplay, straight plot. Indian films are like a like a circular plot, right? You have all these masalas. You have comedy, like I mentioned, comedy, emotions, yeah. music. Music is such a such an important part. My second son, my younger son, loves Indian songs. So when I was showing him Mukundar ka Signadar. O Sathire, which is based on Rag Shivaranjani. Mm -hmm. My younger one, he's, he's learning classical music also. So he picked up that song because, because it's based on Rag Shivaranjani. Older one picked up languages more, Indian language, that is Hindi more. Younger one picked up Indian classical music more. So it depends. You have to match. You have to keep experimenting. You, we don't know what, what might click with whom. But the, but the onus is on parents and to be really aware and, and never do things that are that, that they're going to do all their life once they get the driver's license. So, take so them to India, a, show them India, take them to Hollywood, the Hindi film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so how much of a hard push do you make? I mean, because this is something, just to talk about parenting in general, yes, that yes. that I struggle is too strong, but it, it, I, I do think about it because right. with my own son, who's 10, uh, there are things I would like to introduce him to in the world that I think mm -hmm. are interesting. I mean, beyond Hindu things. I mean, it, it's funny. It, it Diwali, we went to the temple and he... His first mm -hmm. thing was like, like it smells so good in here, and I was like, well, it's like, well, okay, if that's what resonated with you, good. Um, but you know, there are other things too, you know. And I debate, and I think many parents debate, how hard do you push this stuff? Because I wonder sometimes if you push, because especially at ten, starting at ten into like teen years, if you push something too hard as a parent, no, 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 kids no. are just going to be like, no, because you're no, telling no, no. me. I never push. I never push. No, I don't. I mean, I'm very extremely passionate, as you can see. But I never push Matt. I I just try. I nudge them. If they like it, then I really really show them the whole thing, right? I will give them an appetizer. Let let's say I will say ten minutes. Please try this film for ten minutes. If you don't like it, I will we'll switch it off. We'll switch to some other film. So like and and they start. Luckily they start liking it. Then mm -hmm. I'm I'm the happiest person on the earth. So I'll show them the whole thing. So like that we kept we keep trying even for the food. My my wife will say try this dish, try this uh, thing Rajasthani dish, Gujarati dish. South Indian dish and so on. Mm -hmm. Only Indian cuisine mostly we make it at home also. So keep trying and you know whatever works, just then give them the full course. Yeah, never, mm -hmm. never push. I, I hardly, I don't think I ever. And then discussions. Talking is so important, Matt. I'm sure you, I mean, you yes. would agree also. Lunch discussions. Take any topic. Take any topic: politics, religion, history, philosophy, any topic, films, theories. Take any topic and just openly discuss. Openly discuss. Kids are so smart. You know, we don't treat them like like kids. We talk about Indi American politics. Then show them alternative ways of politics in India. Here there are two parties. In India there are hundreds of parties. Here there are the elections are conducted in this way. People don't care to vote. Less than half of the Americans actually take the trouble to vote. In India, seventy percent voting is average in every election. Why so much involvement? Why people are so aware? How these things work? It is the most diverse democracy with so many languages. 
How did these things happen? COVID vaccines, how did it happen? Show them all these things. Talk about positive things about India. What accomplishments India has made. Always make that connection with India stronger and stronger without pushing. Never yes. push. Your talk, your, your, your conversations should be always based on solid data. Never vague things. Oh, India is like that. India is great. Why? I mean, how do you, what do you, what do you mean India is great? India is so poor and so messy and so dirty and so, so many things. Always give them right idea, right data with, with data fact. That's that's what has worked at in 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 my in my case in in our okay case. so but let, let's go let's go to the the <laughs> yes. thing you know most kids either hate or avoid India you know yes. it, it's, and you talk about facts but let's break it down five yes. five things what, what what if what if your kids are saying uh -huh. I you know like I don't understand India I don't want to go I I don't understand why you're so into this I'm an American <laughs> what what, yes. what what are the five things what can what, what can people do yes I think. I think the biggest issue I think that is incontroversial. I mean, it cannot be uh, it cannot be disagreed, right? That world is at a breaking point in terms of climate change. And Matt, you also worked sure. on this area, right? So we talk about you know one of the things that caused that has caused climate change and continues to cause more and more climate change is meat, meat consumption. So we tell them India is the only country where even today millions and millions and millions of people have not even tasted meat. Forget sure. about cutting down meat, myself included. I've not even tasted meat. So where else, nowhere else in the world people thought about meat and its bad effects on one's physical health, mental health, planetary health for thousands of years. What made India unique? What makes India unique? This emphasis on meat, uh, on vegetarianism. Then talk about languages. You know, so different topics. Broadly, I'm talking. Broadly, I'm sharing. Yes. So environmentalism, meat consumption, agricultural practices. Talk talk to them about food. Where does our food comes from? How come here the entire almost everything that we call food comes from industrial farming? Indian agricultural practices traditionally, at least for thousands of years, were always based on organic farming. Indian food emphasized fruits and vegetables that were locally grown organically coming to our plates. So talk about those mm -hmm. things, right? Because in the U.S., when this, you know, anybody comes to U.S., is is overwhelmed by its cleanliness and its uh, system of laws that work, traffic laws that work, and those things don't work in India. So talk to them why there are cows on Indian street. Not just cows. There are monkeys, there are elephants, donkeys, sure. all kinds of wildlife. So talk to, tell kids that Indian culture values every animal as potentially divine also. Divinity is not just in church or in temple. Divinity can be your roads. You don't hurt a cow. A cow has equal right on that road because cow came first. Animals were before here, before us. They were, they were here before the highways were, 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 were developed. On American highways, there are signs that pedestrians not allowed. On Indian highways, there are signs. This is elephant corridor. Do not honk the elephants. Wait for elephants. Talk to these. So talk with facts always. These are all facts. So kids will be impressed. And, and these are, again, these are what, this is what I share in my classes. Yeah. When I teach uh, my courses in America or in India. I've, so Indian kids that are growing up in India, now I'm teaching in India. For the last three years, I've been teaching at a private university in India, Pune, near Mumbai. So there is no difference. I, I'm talking same content that I share with mm. American students in America. I have to talk exactly, almost same way I have to talk Indian kids in India. Because those kids in big cities, Mumbai, Delhi, Pune, they are, they are speaking English. They think English, they think in English, they watch only Hollywood films. They're like my kids in America. My kids in America. 
so i have to talk in the same way so they are also they have no because their parents talk in english only english even in india their parents are big fans of hollywood films without any clue to indian classics and so so there is this is happening and, and so my job in a in a way is, is easier because i've been already doing what i've been doing in in america i'm doing the same thing in india sorry I, yeah some more questions matt no 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 i th- i think it's really good um how then yes I mean, we've talked about cultural things and one thing that hjf that we oh, yeah. in front yes. discuss is mm-hmm. uh, are the more religious aspects of things how do you as a for your kids and your experience mm-hmm. uh, talk about those things you mentioned one of your ch- children has more exposure to the hindu side one has more oh, yeah. exposure to the jain side how do you blend those and how do you pass that on yeah blending is not that hard because overall hinduism the, the traditions people... between hinduism and jainism certainly yeah, distinct yeah. but it's not you there's no fundamental conflict in there yes, yes there are many ideas that are common like karma yeah. dharma vegetarianism yeah. atma that is soul actually growing up in my own case my mother is a like i mentioned right hindu hanuman devotee father is a jain so mahavir devotee mother father passed away a couple of months back but so yes. that's the background that i got and and so i keep it really open and uh, i would i would have loved to bring more buddhism also into my children's life life but uh, that was not uh, done uh, for you know for obvious reason because buddhism is not that uh, commonly available as uh, to indian families in india yeah. or here but hinduism jainism was easily available even in america in dallas or new jersey wherever we lived north carolina and of course in india so uh, that that part is that part didn't take because we don't get into rituals right rituals you know yeah. even uh, even my generation growing up in india we were hardly interested in rituals but after i became a student of indian cultural traditions in america i became more interested i'm still interested of course i love to learn more about history and philosophy of these traditions so that is what i've tried to pass on to my kids especially in comparison with america what america mm-hmm. how america can be even richer civilization even richer country if it has these these ground level diversity in terms of intellectual diversity we talk about diversity in america but only cosmetic diversity we need a black we need a brown we need a white we need a you know right, right? all that color r- racial or skin based skin color based diversity we talk about sure. in us for the most part sometimes some people say that we need political diversity also we need republican and democratic views represented represented but what about diversity in terms of languages you know everything is done only in english music when high school kids are learning about music in let's say in dallas area or new jersey wherever in america they are learning learning only western music you know india and many other cultures non western cultures have such long rich history of music but that hardly enters the american syllabi right so what what we did is to show them to expose to them indian classical music also so that diversity they get at least from our side so we tell our kids that imagine if our your school school syllabi college syllabi had all these different ideas different kinds of music different kinds of history mm-hmm. history lessons that they learn in in school is again you know heavily america centric eurocentric america centric right and for but for global citizens or global times that we live in i think american students really need to learn more about indian history and asian history and, and non western history which is not happening then when it comes to uh, literature similarly only english literature right english is a, is a is a mandatory course even in college what about other literature they hardly mm-hmm. have any glimpse of other literature other philosophies other histories music and films 
it is happening but it's it's really really still maybe 0.1% of american college students are getting some glimpses of indian music or indian history indian culture but not the major, majority including indian kids of course indian kids are also growing up like american kids so they also are losing a major chunk of their knowledge is is, is completely gone, completely missing so that is what we need to talk about when uh, when we are trying to raise kids. it sounds like you're really talking about a classical humanities education broad based yes yeah, that too. yes yeah. yes, 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 yes as yes, opposed yes. to the more specialized education where although there's certainly value in that right um, yes let's see where mm -hmm. can we go with this i mean because i went into this saying let's have a wide-ranging discussion what what then i don't know what haven't we covered your enthusiasm is, is span it has cut off my question list in my order because we've Sorry, gone i just i was just waiting for this conversation for so long yeah well <laughs> then, then, then what then what let, let's Let's go down the road. What have we, what have we covered? If we, uh, I've asked a bunch of questions. What, I think what most question haven't I, haven't I gotten? I think I can just repeat a little bit, repeat that and say that parents have to be extremely careful. Parents should not do anything to make their kids neural networks, right? Brain networks in their children's, in their, in their children's lives. It is parents' responsibility to keep expanding their horizon, horizons of their children, right? Only way they can expand the mental horizons of their children is to not, not make them more American. They are going to be Americans anyway. The minute they step out of their, their homes, minute they enter their schools, they are Americans. Of course, 100% they are Americans. But at least inside homes, talk about India. You have such a, you're privileged. Parents are privileged to be bridged between India and US. Strengthen that bridge. Make full use of, use of that bridge. Bring all the India that you can you can to your children's lives. Do not make them more. Do not watch Hollywood films with them. Do not cut down on the American food that you feed to your children. Right? Show the, uh, make them listen to Indian music. Take them to Indian musical classes. Take them to Sunday classes. You know, Hinduism, Jainism doesn't matter, but at least expose to them. Show them Indian films. Right? And talk in Indian languages. Please don't talk in English. Especially with younger siblings, so I'm kind of repeating. But these are the you know main points that I want to. Make. Yeah, it's it sounds like to sum up what you're recommending is augmenting because they're going to get living exactly. in the United States. They're going to get everything else already. Exactly, at, exactly. And you're just adding to it. It's not exactly. you really don't sound like you're setting this up in opposition. No, no, no. We're, no, gonna, we're going to create like little Indian kids no, separated no, no, no. from society. No, no. We're just diversifying their mental horizons. They're expanding their mental horizons. Right. Without limiting, of course, they have to learn. Everything. They have to succeed in America, though they have to be Americans. But do not snatch away their Hindu heritage, right? Who else but you can make them really, you know, well-rounded kids that they, they will be? Unfortunately, many many kids that I see are losing on that opportunity. Parents are losing on that opportunity. Please don't lose this opportunity. You know, even if you may have, you know, your own grudges against India. Do not pass on those grudges to your kids. Expand their mental horizons. I think that's where probably uh, one fi one final thing. Yes. yes. Uh, what if you had to list a couple of resources to do this? I, I you sound like you've been pulling from your personal knowledge, <laughs> being, a, being a professor, being an academic. But if <laughs> yes. somebody doesn't have that background, where, where uh, should people be looking? Do you think to give them good resources? Uh, Matt, we should develop something in a maybe more organized manner. 
using Hindu yeah. American Foundation, which is doing great things, great work for last two decades and more, and counting. So we're all grateful to our Hindu yeah. American Foundation. Maybe we should, um, um, I guess, I don't know. We have to develop those those resources in more organized manner. Mm-hmm. And definitely one way could be follow Hindu American Foundation site. Yes. Follow my own handle on social media, Prof Pankaj Jain on all kinds of social media. I, I actively sharing many, many things. Um, that's all I can think of. But I think it is missing. We don't have any organized matter material on these matters. Yes. So it's, it's some, definitely something you're saying. We we, we need to develop in, in yeah, some way. Yes, organize more. more um, yes. Thank you so much. Um, yes, ma'am. And, Fun to talk. <laughs> yes. Yeah, it, it was very, very good talking to you. And uh, we'll, we'll come back and, re- and uh, come back and talk about environmentalism sometime. It's a pressing <laughs> yes. issue. We're recording this in the middle of COP28. Um, oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So we're, yeah. Um, I'll stop it in there someplace, but you're still at the same university. What did it remind me? It's Flame or something? Yes, it's Flame University. Flame is an acronym, okay. Foundation for uh, Liberal Arts and Management Education. That's okay. Pune. That's the campus in my background there. Oh, in the in background. Oh, cool. yes. Excellent. So when are you back in the US? Uh, I don't know yet. I'm going back to India on, on the month end, in this month. End. Okay, oh, so you're back. Okay, yes, okay. Yes. excellent. Thanks Thank so much. Um, 